Hello, you're listening to the Cassandra Mac Podcast, where we maximize success and de-stress from the mess through a biblical lens. Make sure to hang out until the end. I have a special prayer that I'm going to pray just for you. When you get a moment, stop by the website, CassandraMacMinistries.com. There you'll find books, inspirational mugs, hoodies, and t-shirts, all designed with your mental health in mind to inspire you to live your blessed life. So I want to say a big thank you to those of you who support this uh, ministry with your financial offerings. We could not do what we do without your generosity and support. Shout out to those of you who are listening all across the USA and those of you who are listening abroad in other countries. Please let us know what country, what city, what state are you listening to this from? And if August is your birthday month, happy birthday to you. Today's podcast is being sponsored by our Boundaries Collection. And so this is collect- this is a collection that uh, comes in a t-shirt, a hoodie, as well as a mug to remind you to prioritize your peace by being fiercely protective of your boundaries. All of our merch is sold through Spring Teespring, available by going to CassandraMacMerch.com. So today's episode, we are concluding our talk on nine reasons why people can be so mean and what to do about it. So today is part three. If you miss parts one and two, listen to the previous two episodes and you will uh, be able to catch up. So on this episode, we're talking about reasons seven, eight, and nine, why some people are so mean. So reason number seven, you've made a mistake that they have not forgiven you for. Now, this is a hard one because sometimes when a person is holding on to resentment, when they are bitter about something you have done, a mistake that you have made and they haven't forgiven you, they will keep being mean to you because they are still angry with you. And uh, if this is the situation, of course, you want to ask for forgiveness if you honestly know that you have said or did something to offend them, to hurt them. But you can't make anyone forgive you. Of course, you can wholeheartedly ask for forgiveness, but you cannot make anyone forgive you. And talk to God about it as well. And so um, I want to give you a scripture. Mark 11, 25 says, And when you stand praying... If you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you for your sins. And so we see that, you know, in the life of a believer, we are supposed to extend forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean that a person has earned your trust. Forgiveness doesn't always lead to reconciliation. Sometimes you may forgive someone, but because of where they are in their own development, it is not safe for you to have any contact with them. And so forgiveness does not mean being in constant contact. You can forgive someone from your house in Florida while they are in their house in California and you may choose not to reconcile the relationship, not because you are angry and you are holding on to resentment, but because it is not mentally, emotionally, or physically safe for you to do so. And so you're going to have to gauge that. But that could be a reason why somebody is being mean to you. So again, you know, I'm providing you with these nine reasons. So as so uh, as you begin going through these reasons, you can begin to try to decipher why is this person 
you know, behaving the way they are if this is an issue for you. Obviously, if this is not an issue for you, then you don't need to listen to the podcast. But for those of you where you might be struggling with this issue, like this individual seems to be so mean and I'm trying to get to the bottom of it and I can't figure out why. And let's say that you have asked them, you know, and and even though you've asked them, you're not getting a straight answer for them. So you answer, you ask the question, but you're not getting a straight answer and you're trying to figure out, you know, how do I need to move? So number seven, again, you made a mistake that they have not forgiven you for. That could be another reason. And if that is the case and you honestly know in your heart that you said or did something to hurt somebody, to offend someone, then you want to earnestly apologize, uh, you know, humbly from your heart. Number eight, they're emotionally unstable. There are some people in the world who are simply emotionally unstable and that is a they problem not a you problem and when you are dealing with someone who is emotionally unstable they can often be unpredictable and difficult to deal with and so because they are not uh, in a place where they have a stable sense of identity where they are stabilizing their mood their emotions their attitude people like this can be very hypersensitive people like this can uh, lash out in anger over the uh, slightest little thing because they just are in a place where they are unwilling or unable to control their impulses and they feel like they're losing control. And so in a situation like that, of course, you want to keep yourself safe. If you see that someone is emotionally unstable, you need to do what you need to do to keep yourself safe and that's going to look different depending on you know the situation you're in if you can uh put some distance between you and and them of course you want to do all that you can to put some distance there and not have to deal with them if that is possible but this could be somebody you work with or maybe you share a uh you share office space with and so you do see one another you want to document 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 if need be and so you want to keep yourself safe. That's first and foremost, right? Because even if somebody else is emotionally unstable, and, and that is, you know, very, very unfortunate, right? But, but even though it is a very unfortunate thing, right? It is, you still were not put on earth to deal with another human being's emotional unsta uh, instability. You were not put on earth, no matter what the reason is in terms of where the behavior is coming from, you were not put on earth to be somebody's emotional punching bag and to have someone lash out at you. You were not put on earth, even if they're struggling mentally and emotionally, and that is very unfortunate, but you are still not put on earth to be somebody's emotional punching bag and to keep allowing someone to lash out at you no matter what the reason is so even if they're struggling mentally it doesn't give them the right someone may be struggling mentally right but it still doesn't give them the right to stab you in the arm you still have to live your life it doesn't give them uh the right uh to slap you across the face to behave violently towards you i'm using those examples but you can insert the example in terms of what it is you're going through specifically and so 
when you are dealing with someone who is emotionally unstable, number one, you want to keep yourself as safe as possible. You want to try to limit your interaction with that individual. If you can distance yourself altogether and not be in contact or communication, but sometimes that's not possible. We deal in the real world with real life. And sometimes you are working with some emotionally unstable uh, people. You may be co-parenting with an emotionally unstable ex and by way of the court, you have to deal with one another. And so this is where you're going to have to put some things in place to keep yourself safe. So the scripture I want to give you is really about controlling your emotions, right? Because when you are dealing with someone who is emotionally unstable, one of you has to be the voice of reason. Proverbs 16 verse 32, Proverbs 16 verse 32 says, better to be patient than powerful, better to have self-control than to conquer a city. And Think about people who are physically strong, right? Big, physically strong, very brooding, so to speak. But they are outwitted by someone much smaller than them because they had the patience to just kind of lay for them. Now, I'm not saying lay for people and do harm. I'm just giving this as an example. And so it is better to be patient than to be powerful. And so when you are dealing with someone who is not stable, this is where your stability your emotional regulation and your discipline has to come in. So I want to give you an example to make it plain. Imagine two people get into a car accident. One person comes out of the car, they're emotionally unstable. Maybe they have something in their hand. Uh, it could be a bat, it could be whatever, but they have something in their hand and you can clearly see that they are not stable. Now you have two choices. You have a decision to make. Are you going to be as equally as unstable? Now, let's say that you have children in the backseat of your car and you need to get your children, whether they're your children or children you are babysitting or nieces and nephews, you need to get yourself uh, where you're going safely. And so you cannot be as unstable as them. You are going to have to make a clear decision in that moment because you can see with your eyes based on their behavior, right? Because you're looking at the behavior and the level of aggression that they are not behaving in a stable way. And so it says it's better to be patient than to be powerful, better to have self-control than to conquer a city. And so this is where your self-control skills are going to have to come in because you have children in the back seat of the car and you don't want them uh, taking that bat and bashing it into the window where the children are sitting possibly cutting the children. So you have to be able to think straight. There are a lot of people in society who are walking around unstable, who are walking around angry at the world, waiting to victimize somebody, waiting to behave in a predatory way. And so you got to be wise and know how to move and keep your head on a swivel when you are discerning that somebody is not stable. And you have to use you know, your, uh, your situational awareness skills as well as your discernment to say, this is not the time or the place to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with this individual because I got these kids in the car and I need to get them to safely or they are on level 10 and I am on level two. And so I can't even reason with this individual. And so I need to figure something out, but I don't need to go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I need to make sure my doors are locked. I may need to pull up the block so that I can call 911 from there and let them know what's going on. But I have children in the back seat of my car. I'm driving alone and I'm going to get to safety. 
And so it's better to be patient than powerful, better to have self-control than to conquer a city. And some people have egos where they're like, well, if they come out with a bat, then I'm going to come out with a gun. And then everybody's dead. What did you prove? Then everybody's dead because you cannot predict with 100% foresight how a situation is going to play out. And now you got other people's kids in the car and the kids died because you couldn't walk away. The kids died because you couldn't walk away. Whether they're your kids or somebody else's kids, the kids are dead or shot because your ego would not allow you to use self-control. How crazy is that? And so when you are dealing with someone who is emotionally unstable, it requires you to be stable. You have to come with the opposite energy. You cannot be on level 10 because you cannot think clearly. It's better to be patient than to be powerful. Very powerful forces have been taken down because somebody is patient. When you are patient, you can move very shrewdly. Most shrewd people are very patient people. They're observing. They're laying in the cut, waiting for the right opportunity. But they don't act recklessly and they don't act reactionary. They're very thoughtful and intentional about how they're moving. You got these kids in the car, using that example, you got to be thoughtful and intentional. That person is jumping in front of the bullet. That person, if that's how they move through life, oh, they're going to they meet the wrong person. They're going to meet the wrong person. You get home to safety and you're not wishing that on them. I want to be very clear. You are not hoping that they meet the wrong person, but there's no way that you can go through life with that level of lashing out at people and think you're not going to meet someone who's a little bit more unstable than you and who will take it all the way to level 10. You get home to safety. So you want to consider that and keep Proverbs 16.32 in the back of your mind. Number nine, a ninth reason why, and this is the final reason that we're going to talk about, is that some people simply don't want you around. This is hard. So... This can be a situation where you are in a friendship group, right? Or some sort of social group or some sort of friendship group. And you have a ringleader and they don't want you around and they're being mean to you, hoping that you'll stop coming around. Now, this can be triggered because of jealousy. This can be that they're just closed off to new people. And they might say mean and nasty things because... They want to intimidate you to the point where you stop coming around. And here's where it's important to be careful about who you let into your life because sometimes, you know, when you have an individual who doesn't want you around, that's not a person you want to make friends with anyway. And if the group is okay with that type of behavior, that might not be the friendship group with you. And sometimes it's just if they don't want to be bothered with you sometimes it's just letting them be like i'm good i am not gonna be pressed for your company i ain't gonna beg you for your companionship to let me into your little circle i was born by myself i'm gonna die by myself i'm good i'm good in due time god will send me the people that are purpose partners where we can walk in purpose together, where we can do things to uplift. God will send me purpose partners and iron sharpeners. Clearly, you are not a purpose partner, nor are you an iron sharpener. I don't need to beg to be part of your group. 
Now, you don't have to say all of this, but you move that way. You move that way when you notice that somebody doesn't want you around. Don't, don't, don't push yourself so much. Instead, focus on building your own relationship. So it may be building relationships with someone else in the group. So maybe there's someone else in the group who has nothing to do with that person's behavior. But they just happen to be part of that social circle, that friendship group. They're open to uh, developing a friendship with you. Then build your own relationship with that person and keep your distance from the other person. You don't need to beg them. And you don't need to be fake. A simple hi and bye is fine. You don't need to be, hey, how are you? It's so, no, 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 no. You're not getting this so good to see you because I would be lying. It is not good to see you. And I'm not going to be a hypocrite. It is not good to see you. So I'm not going to say that. But you'll get a, a, a hello and a goodbye. And if I say hello and goodbye and you don't answer me, you'll get a head nod. You don't even get my speech. You get a head nod. And if there's no head nod in return, you get nothing. That is not being mean. I'm keeping my distance. I'm totally coming out from among you. A lot of times we think that being straight up, no nonsense, and clear boundaries is being mean. That is not being mean. So focus on building your own relationships. Focus on connecting with people who are positive and supportive. And don't kiss nobody's behind begging to be their friend. Don't do that. So when you sense that someone is being mean to you for whatever reason, whether they think they're better than you, whether they are resentful, that is not your problem nor is it your issue that is their problem their issue and sometimes people will play silly games like they done met you at five different functions and they're like oh i'm so sorry have we met before and and they played a little game with you when you see that people are playing games with you don't play their game don't remind them yes we've met four times they, they know you've met four times they are aware of what they are doing so don't play the game. Oh, yeah, we met four times. And I don't know how you don't remember me. No, because you're giving them too much importance. You're giving them too much importance in your life. Who are they? You are not living to please them. You are living to please God. So no, uh, have, we, have we met before? Because I don't recall you. Just move on. Anyway, Susan, John, it's so nice to meet you. You're not even going to give them your energy. You're not even going to answer their question. Anyway, Susan, John, you were saying? So I want to give you a scripture that cements the point. And it comes from Matthew chapter 10, verse 14. And it says, And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of that house or city, shake the dust off your feet. Now, this was Jesus talking to his disciples when they were going out to share the message of the gospel. And he was very clear. If people don't want to receive you, they don't want to hear the good news. You don't argue with them. You don't beat them over the head. Let God be God in, in people's lives. You don't try to force nobody to see the light. You live in the light. You exemplify the light. You show the light, but you can't force them. And then it goes on to say, when you depart out of that house or that city, 
shake even the dust got to be shaken off your feet even the even the residue can't go with you so when you meet people and they're not receptive to you meaning they don't receive you they don't want to hear your words they're not really trying to connect with you they don't want to have to hear nothing you're trying to say don't you beg nobody don't you do backflips for from someone who is clearly ignoring you don't you do them backflips when you depart Shake the, shake the dust of that person off your feet and connect with the people who want to receive you. Connect with the people who want to hear your words. Connect with the people who want to connect with you. You don't need to be mean. Coming out from among someone is not being mean. It is clear that we can't walk in agreement. Amos 3.3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? And so clearly... The person don't want to walk with you. You ain't got to beg them. Okay, I, you know, I could be the hand writing on the wall. You ain't got to spell it out for me in red crayon. Shake the dust off your feet. Keep it moving. And as you keep it moving towards purpose and destiny, as you keep it moving towards your goals, your God-inspired goals and your God-inspired good ideas, as you keep it moving towards the thing God has for you, you will meet like-minded, positive people. Some people will come into your life for a season. Everybody you meet is not going to walk with you for the whole journey. That's okay. They're not even supposed to. Some people come into your life for a season. Some people will come into your life for a very specific reason. And you will be a help to one another for a particular reason. And when it's time for them to go where they go and you go, you leave with love. Because you both got something you needed. You both sewn into each other for a particular season or a reason. And then some people will be with you for a lifetime. And so when you realize that a person is being mean because they don't want you around, don't beg for nobody's company. You shake the dust off your feet. And if it is a work setting where you can't get away from the person, so to speak, right? Because you both work there. Be professional. Be the consummate professional. Being a professional does not mean kissing somebody's behind. Be a professional. Speak because you never know who's watching you. You never know if upper management is watching you and saying, we like how this person carries himself. We like how this person conducts himself. We have other opportunities for them because we can see they don't get easily rattled. We can see that they have a standard. So you never know who's watching you. And you're watching you. God's watching you. So from that perspective, people don't want you around. You better remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if there's an individual who can't appreciate that, keep moving forward in purpose and destiny. And you will connect eventually when the time is right with people who appreciate that. So there you have nine reasons why a person may be may be being mean to you and some scriptures to kind of help you cope and some things that you can do to stand in integrity but at the same time don't allow yourself to be a pushover so i hope you found this series helpful within this podcast and if you would like to dive deeper into these type of issues i would encourage you to become a member of the cassandra mac youtube channel because we have a wednesday wellness club 
And that is where we focus on personal well-being and mental fitness and self-care through a biblical lens. We meet the first and third Wednesday of every month by conference uh, phone call. So by telephone, uh, we have uh, meetings and we have a good time. And it's therapeutic. It's like therapy. So it's members of the group sharing. It's me teaching. But there's also an opportunity for people to vent. If you got something on your mind that you just need to get off your mind, there's an opportunity for uh, people to uh, share what they're dealing with. And so uh, you will have, you, you will really enjoy the Wednesday Wellness Club. And uh, that comes with being a member of the Cassandra Mack YouTube channel at the second tier or higher. You automatically have access to the Wednesday Wellness Club first and third Wednesday of every month. And it is posted in the members only section of the YouTube channel so that uh, you have the information on uh, when we're meeting and the number to call, the private number to call in. So a lot of you ask about advertising on the Cassandra Mack podcast. So that is available for those of you who have businesses of your own, a podcast of your own, a YouTube channel of your own, and you want to leverage the reach of the Cassandra Mack brand, I would encourage you to look into advertising. So go to strategiesforempoweredliving.com. Or you can go to the ministry website, CassandraMacMinistries.com. You're going to click on the podcast link, the link that says advertise on the Cassandra Mac podcast, and you'll see all the information there for those who are interested. If our ministry has been a blessing to you, please consider giving a financial offering. Every bit helps. We want to say again, thank you to those of you who sow into this ministry. We could not do what we do without you. Share, share, share this video. Share this podcast. Share it with people who you know need to hear it. For more inspirational tips, tools, and teachings, you can join me every Sunday for church by phone. Again, you can become a member of the YouTube channel. You can join our Facebook group. And those are all the ways that you can stay connected. So let us close out with a prayer. Dear Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father God, for helping us to recognize some reasons why people can be mean. Help us not to repay evil for evil. Help us not to be the mean person. Help us to be aware of our own behavior. Help us to put Proverbs 16 and 32 into practice that it's better to be patient and powerful, better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Help us to have self-control when we are around an individual or even a group who is not behaving nicely towards us. Help us not to personalize things and to be so hypersensitive, but to keep our focus on you. Keep our focus on our goals. Keep our focus on our growth. Keep our focus on all the things that you have for us, all the blessings that you have for us. Help us to be blessed to be a blessing. Help us to be givers and not only takers. And when the time is right, help us to meet people who can be a blessing to our lives and who can sharpen us and we can sharpen them like iron sharpeners and who will be purpose partners in our lives. We thank you in advance and we know that it's already done. So we seal this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So be blessed everybody and be a blessing wherever you go. Please excuse the noise. I think most of you know that I live in noisy New York City, the heart of Manhattan, and it's very noisy, but I wanted to press through and give you this information. Take care.